fresh perspectives on disability. Stories from the community with Tracy Garner, author of Introducing Disability, an anecdotal field guide for the rest of us. On episode number 258 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. The the one thing about empathy that I think should happen is how to help part. Pity to me doesn't offer any help. It's just let's get in the barrel and cry together. There is no empowerment in pity. It's the empowerment is in the empathy. I see that you're struggling and that you have these issues I want to support you. How can we how can we make disability less injurious? Welcome to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller, the show dedicated to helping you crush adversity and succeed in life. Brad believes you deserve a life that is fulfilling and impactful. And this show is designed to help you navigate beyond adversity and achieve your life of peace, prosperity and purpose. Now, here's Dr. Brad. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. A beautiful day here in the outskirts of Indianapolis, Indiana, coming to you from the Loft Studios, speaking to you about things that matter in your life. Thank you for the privilege to come into your life, into your earbuds, doing what you're doing today, taking a walk, doing laundry in your car, whatever you're doing. Thank you for allowing me to speak into your life to help you process adversity and achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. You can always head over to drbradmiller.com for over 250 episodes of this podcast designed to help you to grow through what you go through, dealing with depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. You can also head over to drbradmiller.com slash 40dayway for more information about our courses and coaching. Today, episode number 258, we continue a conversation with Tracy Garner. Tracy Garner is a very accomplished person, a writer of of dozens of articles, an award-winning writer, and author of 10 books, including the book we're going to be talking about here today, which is uh, uh, Introducing Disability, an Anecdotal Field Guide for the Rest of Us. In episode 257, we talked with Tracy about her disability, which has to do with muscular dystrophy, and which struck her at an early age, which left her confined to a wheelchair. And she is a, a black woman as uh, and dealing with the disability. And as a black woman, we talked about her story, about how she managed to overcome this disability and this circumstance she found herself in. In order, in order to have success as a writer and an advocate for people with uh, disabilities. Today in episode 258, we're going to talk about how this can be helpful to you. We're going to talk about living with this. We're going to talk about a perspective on disability that helps all of us live with it. It's based on the teachings of her book and of her life experiences. So we're going to talk about uh, for instance, what it means in the workplace, how to seek employment, how to get employment, how employers can be looking at people with disabilities, the social aspects, about emergency preparedness, 
What is that all about with people with disabilities? And about housing issues, some of the practical aspects we're talking about here, about how taking action is is so important. We're, you're just going to love this episode because she talks all about what you can do practically, for, both from the perspective of the person with a physical disability and the perspective of family members or employers or others uh, in the life and how we all work together to make a better world here. And she just gives us some very practical tips from whatever circumstances you may find yourself in or working with folks in your life, a family or people you work with who have some physical disability. And certainly a lot of tips and a lot of good, uh, a good, uh, good uh, encouragement to people who live with physical disabilities about how to, how to do proper self-talk, how to take care of yourself, how to be an advocate for your own position, and how to uh, stop focusing on what's wrong and focus on what you can do. You're going to love this conversation. I invite you to go back and listen to 257 to get the foundation. Here on 258, we get the framework of how you can take action. Then in episode 259, I'm going to talk, uh, teach from my own perspective on this topic. I'm going to be called, Who Carries Who? Who, who Carries You? I'm going to talk about some experiences I've had with uh, dealing with a, with a professor I had who was a a woman confined to a wheelchair and how that taught me some lessons and how that can be helpful to you and how we all have some disabilities to, to deal with. So I invite you to tune into episode 259 for my teaching on that. But right now our focus is on Tracy Garner. What an accomplished person. You can, uh, yeah, we'll put links to her website and to her book at drbradmiller.com. I invite you to go there and to check it out. Our guest today Tracy Garner on Beyond Adversity. Let's get into that conversation right now. Live your life and how you teach others how to live their life. And let's talk about in particular how when you made this transition, it sounded like from before your writing career to during and now a part of your writing career and your coaching and so on. What are some ways you live life now that may be a little different than what you did before? What are some of the strategies or what are some of the principles or habits or well, how do you do your life now that works yeah. for you that may be helpful to other people? I think the most important thing for me is really having a good, we really need to evaluate the people that are around you. Mm-hmm. They can either bring you up or down. And that goes to your emotional support, doesn't it? And it could be people that you've adopted. They don't have to be related to you. They don't have to be of blood. They could be friends. They could be colleagues, but they're people who can really, you can really count on and who pump you up when you really are feeling down. I used to have a best friend that I could just call her and say, I need a pep talk. And she immediately went into this kind of cheerleader mode, just highlighting the positive attributes about yourself that you forget. So a really good network is really important. The next thing is just acknowledge how you feel. Let's not, let's, sometimes people don't know what to say to people. They look at you, people that I meet, you tell them you have muscular dystrophy. They just look down, shake their head like, oh my God, what are the, what of all the things to have? How devastating. It's not devastating. Sometimes your life can be a little bit better than someone else because you have the right attitude. So you have to really take people's views about you with a grain of salt and you often have to dismiss them and do positive self-talk because Mm -hmm. that's the other thing. What are you putting in? I listen to podcasts. I listen to sermons. One of my favorite scriptures is the parable of the talents. And in a nutshell, that's about doing something with whatever God gave you right? What the whole gist of that is that whatever little you have or big you have, work with that. 
So whatever body that I have that I feel that's limited or lacking or half going and half dragging, I just work with it. I'm like, come on, arm, we're going this way. Let's all get together and go in the right direction. Mm. So you have to talk to yourself, too, and you have to really consider so what hearing, you let in. I'm hearing several things. I'm hearing friendship, relationships, mm-hmm. the spiritual. I'm hearing taking action, mm-hmm. type of getting involved with other groups, writing, yes. the mm-hmm. act of writing are all important uh, disciplines that you have here. And those are all important things for people to learn, whatever their situation is. But Tracy, I want to throw a word out to you here now. See what you think about this word that just is coming to my mind as we chat here a little bit today. And that is a very charged word. And I think it may apply (laughs) in our conversation here today. And that word is pity. Mm. Pity. And I want you to reflect with me a little bit about that word, about how that may be a part of your world. Maybe it's not, but how some people look upon people with disability as I pity them, or it is a pitiful situation. How do you deal appropriately with this word of pity, either receiving it or feeling it for Mm. someone else? Is this a question you could speak to? Definitely. And one thing I like to always clarify is I really need people to understand the difference between pity and empathy. Very good point. Yeah, it's just so important. I wish that we would teach younger people to really understand the differences. Pity says, I feel so sorry for you. This is terrible. What a just end it. This is an awful situation to be in. Empathy says that I know that, you know, what you have is not easy. How can I understand more about it? And how can I help you to live with it? Pity is almost very charitable. Like you should be given things for free or you don't need to work for them or just stay home and collect your social security benefits. First of all, social security is not enough to live on. You know, if you haven't put any time in and done any work, like that is not even a viable solution for so many people. And people assume that's all you should be doing. And so I think that just make, and where is it coming from? The other thing I always ask is where does your pity for something or someone come from? Do you think I have less than? Yeah, that's what I was going to say oftentimes the word pity, from my perspective, comes from a one-up position, one-up above you. Empathy means we're in this together. And yeah. I love how you, you phrase that because I could be wrong here, but I think sometimes folks with disability situations experience that negative connotation of pity maybe a little more than they experience the empathy that we're in this together. Is that a fair, is that a fair criticism that I'm coming Yes. The, the one thing about empathy that I think should happen is how to help part. Pity to me doesn't offer any help. Yeah. It's just, let's get in the barrel and cry together. Right. There is no empowerment in pity. It's the empowerment is in the empathy. I see that you're struggling and that you have these issues I want to support you. How can we how can we make disability less injurious mm-hmm. to you? Okay. Yeah. I want somebody to help me have some a caregiver comes, helps me get ready, get dressed, sits up, make yeah. breakfast, get my get myself together so that I can do my work. Sure. Pity also says maybe you shouldn't work. Why are you doing that? Why are you exhausting yourself? This is not work, it's not exhausting. To me, it's dignifying. It's sure. just like you. Do you find dignity in working and being contributing and being a tax paper? We all hate paying taxes, but it's still a it's a it's a thing that we do. And we yeah. are we have gotten income. I look at it as a blessing. 
I, I had some income in order to pay the taxes. Absolutely. Debt. That yeah. is a frame that we should try to turn around. For, yeah, a framework of dignity over pity, for pity, I think, and empathy over sympathy, or even that some sometimes maybe where we need to be looking at. And one of the things you are doing in your life is uh, offering dignity and empathy and encouragement to other folks through your writing and through your coaching. Garner Solutions is your coaching company. And so let's talk for a minute here, Tracy, about what you do offer to other people and the emotional connection that comes out of that. And maybe let's even talk about not only what you offer to people through your writing and through your coaching, but I'd love to hear a story, maybe somebody who you've impacted, maybe you know, some sort of a, oh, a story of a good news story about someone who has come into your orbit uh, that you can share with us about. Yeah, sure. I have stories for days. <laughs> one such story is I do coach people through the writing process. A woman came to me. She came to one of my conferences about three years ago now, maybe four, and she attended and she didn't have a book that she was thinking of doing or anything like that. In the next three years, she would have a book that she was working on as a favor to another gentleman. This lady, Miss Alice, I call her, she is 81 years old. Mm, and awesome. it's just never too late to realize your dream. And me, I thought the subject matter for the book was about crew, crew, racing, boats, okay. and all oh. kinds of the sport. And I was thinking, I've never done any sports in my life. I've been diagnosed with disabilities since two years old. I never right. ran. I never did any marathons, but I was helping a woman put together a book about a sport and just shows you that there is no topic that you can't be a part of. And that for her, she realized we got this book. It's a beautiful book. It has a beautiful, clear day picture on it. I helped her secure someone to do the cover design, help her get her ISBNs, really put the book together doing the technology part. Sure. And she being an older woman and having that retirement pension, it was like, yay, I get to add to my own income and my bottom sure, line by sure. working with her, by her hiring me. So I really just guided her through the process. She was so happy. Right. I presented the book to her and the friend one day at the Cracker Barrel and we're all there and she's crying, looking at wow. the book and holding it in her hand. And I those just think, are special moments. Aren't yeah. They? And what if I had been intimidated by writing a book about sports just because I've never done them? I was like, I can tackle this. I know everything about books. She's yeah. not asking me to do a regatta. She's yeah. asking me to help her put this. It's interesting book that together. you said this. An 82 year old woman who's writing a book about rowing. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and yourself, having a person who's not an athlete at all. Uh, in that certain, in that cool, how some things work out to, Offer a gift to the world out of some unlikely places, and that, definitely—that's a, we that's may a be joy. working that's a on gift. another book together too. Good. Mm -hmm. Well, sounds like that's an ongoing opportunity that you have there. So, what kind of word of encouragement would you give to a person who is discouraged right now? One of the things we like to speak to in our podcast is those people who feel stuck mm -hmm. in their adversity. Kind of, I call it the malaise of mediocrity. You just going around, you get stuck, you're like in molasses right. or something, and you feel stuck, and they need some encouragement. And you've had your challenges in life. We haven't really talked at all about the racial aspect. I know that's a piece of what you Definitely. teach as well, is African-American folks triumphing over adversity. Yeah. And you and the combination of being physically disabled and African-American mm -hmm. is a piece of your and story. And gender. 
gender, more gender and yeah. Mm-hmm. So but what kind of encouragement would you want to give today to our listening audience? And I know there's some, we got a lot of folks out there who are looking for process and how to get through stuff, but what kind of word of encouragement would you give to someone who feeling stuck right now? Maybe it's a physical disability. Maybe it's something else. They're depressed right. about something. Maybe it's something racial. Mm-hmm. What kind of words would you give to someone out there who may be encouraged by your words here today, Tracy? The first thing to do is to try to stop focusing on that one thing or the couple of things that are going wrong. I think you really need to step outside yourself and get around other people. It's something about looking in the mirror, crying at yourself and playing the sad love songs that just perpetuates more angst and more anger and frustration about your situation. So when you choose to focus on something else, to do something nice for someone, maybe to volunteer. Even in the in the pandemic, there are people wanting people to just make phone calls, to volunteer virtually from your home. So taking yourself off of other off of yourself, the focus off of yourself and focusing on others will also help pick you up. To write down writing, I obviously love writing. I don't journal as much because I feel like I write such voluminous books that that's my journaling for the character, but write about how you feel. Sometimes it's better out than in. Write about the fears, write about worst case scenario. Sometimes I like to think in worst case scenario. You know Mm -hmm. why? It helps me plan. Worst case scenario thoughts help me plan for best case scenario plans. Yes. So I, I will go there. I will go to what if my primary caregiver passes away? What if I run out of money? Who's going to help me get up? Who's going to look out for me and take me somewhere? What if the van explodes and I can't really drive any other vehicle that yeah. doesn't have modifications? Sure. All of those things will help you say, and here's what the solutions are. So I have the solutions already written down because in a time of stress, you can't really think clearly. So when you are at the lull, That is the best time to plan for if this, then that. And that is really arming yourself with resources and information so it doesn't seem so weighty anymore sure. on you, on your shoulders. and It's how they control your life instead of life just happening to you. And yeah. plan for the worst, as you've mentioned. Like, hope for the best. Hope for but the best. plan for the and best. Plan for the best. And plan for progress. Some mm-hmm. things I like to teach and what we're about here and love to talk to our guests who have a plan. You know, I call it the promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. You want to have a goal to go towards, a biblical metaphor, the promised land. But mm-hmm. you've you got to plan for it and you got to keep moving forward. You can't just stay stuck. and. Through that wilderness period and that tough time, and things mm-hmm. can happen. So, I want to bring our discussion around for the resource that you've made available. You've mentioned you've the author of something like 18 books and a coaching mm-hmm. program, and tracygarner.com is your website. But you also have a, a gift or a book that's out there called Disability, a field guide for the rest of us. Yes. That you're making available. And tell us a little bit about that. How can people get that? And tell us a little bit about what people are going to find when they get the field guide? Sure. The field guide is really around disability topics, but they are universal to what humans experience, not just people with disabilities. So I took nine topics of things that I've been through. There's an employment chapter. I talked about the pitfalls that I went through of trying to get gainful employment 
showing up as the programs that work for me to be, I've still been working as a case manager now for almost 14 years. And I love it. I help people find resources, but getting to that point was no easy feat. I've been working since I was 16. So I talk about that. So everything in the book is a story of what I went through, a very short story. It's not long. The book is not even probably 200 and something pages, but nine chapters, employment. There's a chapter on emergency preparedness. Emergency is not just about Ian coming to get you and destroying your house. Emergency is also about you know what other contingency plans. Disability is a complicating matter all in of itself. We don't need any natural disasters. We can have a disaster just trying to live and things happen. Caregiving, there's a chapter on caregiving. There's a chapter on housing and community and also just all kinds of things that I've been through. And it's only the first volume. So what I want people to do is they read the book and after every chapter, there's a section called Take Action. So I give you a list of things that you can do to mitigate fallout around that topic. So it's not just read Tracy's story, it's read Tracy's story, see what she's done. And then these are the steps you can take to move forward. And I have a link that I'll share that will be in the show notes for this episode. Awesome. It also sounds like it has just a very pragmatic, practical applications. It's not just theory. It is some, here are your practical steps to take to Mm -hmm. deal with these circumstances. And uh, we'll put the, your website and so on in the show notes, but it is tracygarner.com slash field hyphen guide. Mm -hmm. We'll put connections to that at drbradmiller.com. Awesome conversation here today. And I wish you well and whatever's next for you, Tracy. Thank you. And it sounds like you got great plans and great opportunities and people can, I think I had a feeling some folks are going to be reaching out to you through your website and through the things that you are all about. It would be helpful because I just know there's people out there, their own right or have people in their lives who you can really speak to, particularly with the disabilities. Thanks for being with us. Our guest today on Beyond Adversity. She is from Garner Solutions Coaching and an author of a number of books, including the the field guide for the rest of us about disabilities. Her name is Tracy Garner. Thanks for being with us today as our guest on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. What a wonderful guest Tracy Garner was here to have on our podcast here on Beyond Adversity. I know I learned a lot. I'm sure that you did as well. I want to mention her website, which is tracygarner.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-E-G-A-R-N-E-R.com. There you can find out more about uh, about her, her book, about introducing disability, an antidote of field guide for the rest of us, as well as... You know, she's got a lot of other books, a lot of other teaching, a lot of other good stuff on her website there. So check that out and you'll be helpful uh, to you. Just a couple of takeaways from our conversation here uh, today, which I thought were uh, very important. And just the, the lesson of empowerment uh, rather than disempowerment. That people with disabilities sometimes see themselves as disempowered. And many times people who uh, work with or in families or deal with uh, you know, in some way other persons with physical disabilities see, them, see themselves as people to be pitied. Well, I hope that you heard Tracy unpack that word pity and help us to understand this is not about pity. It's about empathy, about working. Empathy is about working with someone and trying to understand their situation and working with them. And pity is some oftentimes kind of a less than thing. 
uh, something to, uh, so if someone is pitiful, you know, there's not much that can be done, you know, that kind of a thing. Well, the fact of the matter is, the vast majority of people who are uh, have disabilities, and that's what uh, Tracy Garner helped to teach us here today, the focus not on what's wrong, but the fo- focus on the opportunities and to see what can be done. And I hope that you heard that in our conversation with Tracy Garner today. You again, check her out at TracyGarner.com, uh, and you'll find some great, helpful things there. Here in the Beyond Adversity podcast, we're all about being helpful to you. To have great guests like Tracy Garner to speak into your life, to help you to overcome adversity and to achieve your life of peace and prosperity and purpose. I've devoted, devoted my life uh, to that process. Spent 42 years in Christian ministry, uh, working with people from all uh, situations in life, all circumstances, and uh, developed and got, even felt so strong about it. I got a doctoral degree in transformational leadership to help people process these things and myself as well. And I see uh, adversity really about, I call it the five D's. And we, we try to work with those here. The five D's are depression, divorce, disease, debt, and death. And that's where we bring in people to help us deal with all those experts in those areas. And then you can go to drbradmiller.com for over 250 episodes that will help you deal with these various areas of adversity. And at drbradmiller.com slash 40 day away, you can find out more about our coaching and our courses that we offer there. Pleasure and a privilege to have you with us. Again, I never take it for granted about the time you're spending with me. I'm speaking into your life to help you to grow through what you go through because I know you're going through stuff. I go through it as well. Right now, I'm dealing with a cancer diagnosis and I have to come to terms with that. What's next for me, a surgery or other possibilities. And that's part of what I'm dealing with. That's my own adversity. I'm here to be helpful to you and to bring great people in to be helpful to you. Why? Because I love you. I want to serve you and I want us to be in this uh, together. So I hope that you tune in with me again next time on episode 259, where I'm going to talk on episode 259 about who carries who. I'm going to talk about a story about a professor I had who was confined to wheelchair and how uh, she had a physical disability, but she taught me a lot about attitude and about empowerment. And I uh, certainly will look forward to sharing that, some teaching on that topic. Hope that you'll join me each and every time we come together here on the Beyond the Adversity podcast, where we're all about helping you to grow through what you go through. So until next time, good people, this is Dr. Brad Miller, always encouraging you to always do all the good that you can. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller. You can find a complete archive of all episodes at drbradmiller.com. That's drbradmiller.com. Or subscribe for free through Apple Podcasts and never miss an episode. Each week, we bring you a message to crush adversity and live your life of peace, prosperity, and purpose.